This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome back to the show. Later on, we're going to meet the new CEO of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living, Jordan Soakey. He took over the role at the beginning of last month, so we'll chat a bit about how the Of the Vine fundraiser went this past weekend at the Lido and a bit about his vision moving forward for the association. But first, the Alaska Highway News and Dawson Creek Mirror published their last papers this week, which leaves the Tumblr Ridge Lines as the last newspaper still publishing in the Peace region. To talk a bit about his paper and the state of the newspaper industry going forward, we're joined now by the publisher of the Tumblr Ridge Ridge Lines, Trent Ernst. Trent, welcome to Moose Talks. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking a few minutes uh, to chat with us today. Uh, For people who've never heard of the Tumblr Ridge Lines, can you tell us a bit about uh, the paper itself? You know, when you publish, kind of the things you talk about in it? Okay, well, I would assume that the uh, percentage of people who have never heard of the Tumblr Ridge Lines in the world is probably (laughs) 99.99%. The Tumblr Ridge Lines is a Tumblr Ridge newspaper uh, written by people who live in Tumblr Ridge for people who live in Tumblr Ridge. My goal... Uh, really was to be hyper-local, which is sort of the internet term, meaning that I, I s- just write about what things that happen in Tumblr Ridge. So most of the time, uh, it doesn't really affect or influence anybody who lives outside of town. Uh, there are exceptions, like this summer when the uh, forest fire was coming towards town, then a lot of people kind of turned turned to look to me for for the latest updates on what was happening Mm -hmm. uh with the fire uh or if there's some you know bigger story about the mine uh then people care about what we're doing but for the most part or when when all the other newspapers shut down then you know i'm like the last man standing and everybody goes and talks to me but other than that you know i write about stuff that that affects people in tumblr ridge Mm-hmm. And we were kind of chatting beforehand. Uh, there was kind of a different paper that was publishing before uh, that kind of went, um, you, you know, it stopped publishing because of the death of the, the former owner or whatever. And then this one sort of took over, um, you know, to sort of fill that gap of local news, I guess, in Tumblr Ridge, eh? Yeah. So um, back in 2000, in the early aughts basically <laughs> um a lot of the newspapers uh lar- a lot of the larger daily papers started to suffer the effects from um it, basically what they were doing is they were they were taking all this international news all this national news all this provincial news and sort of bundling up into uh, into these these papers and and then selling it to people because historically the newspaper has had kind of a the like if you're if you're from Saskatoon, the Star Phoenix is the only place you could get your news. If you're from Calgary, the Herald is the only place you can get get your news. Mm-hmm. But then then this whole internet thing came up, and and people started to put the news on on the internet. But because it was all national international 
provincial and all a, a lot of wire stories or a lot of stuff that was being written about from different perspectives when when newspapers started to try and charge for that information uh people would just go uh i'll go over here thanks mm-hmm. uh so so you know 10 years ago i if you would have asked me i would have said you know the thing is with with me nobody's going to write about the stuff that i do like i care about the what happens in tumblr ridge nobody else is going to write about that the readership isn't going to isn't going to go anywhere and honestly the readership is still there the issue is is that the advertisers have discovered that they can just advertise on facebook they can have their own website they can go to instagram and it's much more it's much more immediate and they develop these relationships with with their consumers and you know what i don't i don't fault them for that in my other life i'm a photographer and you know i love being able to do that so i don't fault them but it just makes it really tough because uh, a lot of the a lot of the money that we would that was there 15 years ago has has kind of evaporated so it becomes really hard like it's it's not that hard there's still the news happening it's just really hard to to find a way to make a living writing about it mm-hmm. and i mean as you say you're you're kind of the only reporter who who lives in tumblr ridge if there's something happening like the wildfires for example a big national outfit might send somebody uh we report on stuff that happens in tumblr ridge over at energeticcity.ca but we're not there most of the time unless again yeah. something big kind of yeah. t- sends us there right so i, I wonder a bit yeah, about so, so- go ahead go ahead trent well, I was just going to say, so, so for instance, the most recent one, uh, there was a, there was a new, new trackway discovered by, uh, at the museum foundation. So they send out a press release. And so, you know, there's, there's a spate of spate of news about, you know, the new tracks in Tumble Ridge, because that's interesting. But, you know, when was the last time you saw a news story in even, a you know, the, the Doss Creek mirror, or the Alaska highway news about the fact that Tumble Ridge after I think six years, seven years of not having a Bantam hockey team has got one this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell that except for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wondered, Anyways. Trent, uh, a bit about your journey, I mean, coming to this role. As you said you're a photographer. Uh, were you, like, trained as a journalist? And was this something you just said, uh, you know, this is this is sort of my duty to, to step up and be a part of making sure that residents of Tumblr Ridge still have a local person telling them about the things that are happening in Tumblr Ridge? So... When I was a when I was a wee lad, um, <laughs> my my goal was actually to be I wanted to be a novelist. I I I read Tolkien and Lewis and and all these all these authors and I wanted I wanted to do that. I wanted to tell stories and you know write books. And uh, so when I went to when I got out of high school, I went to um, college. And I stumbled across this program that was called Print Futures, and it was designed to teach you how to do uh, editing for professional settings. It was designed to teach you how to write press releases and um, teach you how to write for this situation. When you're in this situation, and when you're in this situation, just just a whole bunch of different situations. Uh, so I that was that was my education. But at the same time, I was working at the student newspaper, and between the two, I was like, you know. This will this will give me a really great education because you know I've got this I've got this practical experience and I've got this you know when you go to journalism school at least when you used to they would hand you the CP style guide and say you know read this learn this eat this sleep this breathe this this is the yeah. only thing you know whereas what 
what I was doing was, you know, oh, when you're in this situation, these are the tools you need. When you're in this situation, these are the tools you need. Um, and I really loved that. And I thought, well, this will be great because as soon as I get out of here, I'll be like um, set for life. And But just at that time, there was sort of this glut of writers and uh, I didn't really get any real job. So I spent... 15, 20 years working as a, as a freelancer. So mm -hmm. I was writing stuff for the Vancouver Sun, for Coast newspaper when it existed, for um, all these, all these public publications. Uh, and then, then I had kids and I was like, okay, well, I need a real job. So I started working, um, doing a couple things before I finally wound up working for the Tumblr Rouge paper that was here at the time, which was also an independent, locally owned and operated. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that until the owner passed away. And when the owner passed away, you could tell that there was something going wrong with the market. Like it was, it was starting to, it was starting to get bad, but, um, uh, I didn't have anything else I could do in Tumblr Ridge. I mean, you know, it's a, you know, despite attempts to change, it's still primarily a coal mining town. There's yeah. a lot of coal and I'm not really a coal miner. So um, <laughs> I, I, I sort of, I sort of did what I knew, knew what to do, which was to, to, you know, write and design and photograph and put out publications. So hmm. um, here I am, I guess it's now five years later. Uh, and, and still still doing it. I won't say going strong. Um, last year when I got my, you know, when, when my tax bill came due, I just about couldn't pay it. And this year I'm, I'm a little worried that the same will happen. But um, I'm nothing if not tenacious. Or mm -hmm. maybe I just don't have, don't, don't see any other path clearly forward. So I take and, you know, do what I do. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a bit about the future, uh, you know, in a minute here. Um, but I wanted your take on this because it surprised me personally that, um, you know, the Alaska Highway News and the Dawson Creek Mirror said we're done, like, completely, right? Now, we don't know what's going to happen with their websites, but reporters are now, they're looking for new jobs. They, you know, everybody's left, right? They could have kept reporters around and maybe kept going on sort of like a digital edition right the website going and i know tumblr wrench lines has a website that's where i was able to find your information to get in touch with you but you also publish sort of the paper that gets distributed so why is it important to you when you could save money by maybe stopping the publication of the the physical copy of the news why is it important to you that that still happens that you still reach tumblr ridge residents with the physical copy of their news whatever it happens to be every week bi weekly you know that sort of thing yeah we're 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 biweekly so we publish once every two weeks and the reason why is i don't want to see any barrier to the news for the people who live here mm -hmm. um i could when it, when i was looking at starting up the paper i could have decided well i'm going to just charge people to buy the paper Mm -hmm. Because that way, you know, it's directly supported by the people who read it. The people who get the benefit from it are the people who are paying for it. But I didn't want, um, you know, Tumblr Ridge has, has gone through this boom and bust cycle. Yeah. And yeah, you know, there there have been points in time where, where Tumblr Ridge has had the highest paid workforce per capita in the entire province. But then there are times when uh, there's there's been, because of the low cost of housing, um people from Dawson Creek and Fort St. John have been sending people who don't have jobs to live here, 
even though they, they might not be able to find work here. And I didn't want there to be a barrier to entry. So I wanted people to be able to, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who don't like reading stuff online. So I wanted to have a physical, physical paper so that they could pick it up, hold it in their hands, read it and, and just, uh, you know, get, get the news. Um, so what I, what I've done actually is I've taken an adopted sort of a, uh, a hybrid model is, is, um, I don't know if you know this website, patreon.com, mm-hmm. but what people can do is they can go there and say, okay, well, I'm going to donate uh, or contribute a buck an issue or five bucks an issue or 10 bucks an issue. Um, and that way that helps keep the paper going. Um, and anybody who donates for more than $3, three fifty an issue um, will actually do home delivery because that allows me the chance to, hire a delivery person mm-hmm. uh, to go out and and hand out the paper to people. Um, I wanted to jump back. You were talking about about um, Alaska Highway News and, and the closure there. See, see, here's here's kind of what happened there. Um, Ma Murray was was sort of this strong uh, figure on the on the landscape of, of media. And she kind of started out as an independent, right? She built the she built the Alaska Highway News. She created this this sort of you know, uh, news, we won't call it an empire because it is the peace region, but, but this, <laughs> this, this really strong paper. And as time went on, there were, there, there started to become these conglomerates who would go out and say, Oh, Hey, let's buy this paper and this paper and this paper. Mm-hmm. And the trouble is when, when that happens, they don't have that connection to the local community. Um, so if it was still, you know, if it was still Ma Murray in Fort Saint, you know, running the Alaska highway news, there is not a chance that that newspaper would be shutting down, but because it's being run by you know some corporate dude who lives five thousand kilometers away, they don't have all they all they can look at is the is the is the bottom line, mm-hmm. and they go, well, we're not making enough money, so we're gonna shut this down here. So for me, me, you know, it's not that I'm I'm doing anything better. It's just that I'm I'm more tenacious. I'm more, you know, I'm I'm going to I don't have anything else that I, I can do really. So I'm just going to keep doing what I can do until I can't afford to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, I know that uh, Rob uh, Brown in Dawson Creek, at least he's saying that, you know, he's, he'll be, he'll be darned if the paper just goes under. So he's looking at uh, starting up a paper in Dawson Creek just to pick up where the, the mirror left off. And that to me is, I mean, it's sad to see the 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 money sort of leaving the industry, but it's it's people like that who are you know going to commit to local news, who care about the community. Those are the people who are going to make a difference moving forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, I've got one more quick question for you, Trent, and then I got to let you go. Um, and you've already okay. touched on it. Given the closure of the Alaska Highway News, the Dawson Creek Mirror. Um, what have you heard from, you know, some of your readers, some people who like the Tumblr Ridge lines and even just your own perspective on your concern for the future of the Tumblr Ridge lines? And again, as I say, sort of the print version of it, given that you're now kind of the last man standing, as it were, in this, it, you say you're going to keep it going kind of as long as you can. Do you do you think this can keep going for a long time? I just want kind of your final thoughts on that. Oh. You know that's that's a tough question. If things keep going the way they're going, there's not much of a future. 
Um, there are ways to change the industry. Uh, in 2020, actually, I was sort of trying, waiting around for this when I was starting up, but the, the government of Canada changed the Newspaper Act to allow newspapers to function as nonprofits. Mm -hmm. That way, if you were to say, donate $10,000 to keep the Tumblr Ridge lines going, I would be able to write a tax receipt. You could you could use it as a as a tax write off. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the process of doing that is highly convoluted. And uh, last I checked, there might have been like one or two newspapers that had actually got through the process, jumped through all the hoops to to be able to do that. Um, but you know, in the states, there there is this there is this system there where uh, there there are these. Uh, entities that are willing to donate money to, to newspapers that, that support the newspapers, uh, things like the Pointer Institute, um, that that have this pile of money that they, uh, they are using to support journalism. Canada doesn't have that. If we can get to a point where where we have a system like that or or something similar, you know, it'll bode well for newspapers. But right now, we're kind of in that the, the old is passing away and the new... Uh, I don't know if we've quite got there yet. Mm -hmm. Well, Trent, I really appreciate your perspective on this, and I, I wish you continued good luck on uh, your paper. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And if anybody wants to contribute, <laughs> patreon.com slash Lines. Absolutely. Thank you, Trent. Uh, that was Trent Ernst, the publisher of the Tumblr Ridge Lines newspaper in Tumblr Ridge. We'll be right back to talk to and, and, and meet, I suppose, Jordan Soki, the uh, CEO of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living, right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back to the show. Now we're here to meet the new CEO of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living. They're coming off the big fundraiser, a fundraiser of the vine that happened at the Lido last week. And uh, the national, um, oh, excuse me, I don't have it in front of me here. Uh, the National Disability Employment Awareness Month also just wrapped up. So talk a bit about that. And of course, his vision moving forward with the association. We're joined now by Jordan Sogi. Jordan, welcome to Moose Talks. Thanks, Deb. <laughs> I've been calling you Justin and mixing up your name all day, so I got it right this good. time. It's all good. because I'm calling you Doug, so we're good. Uh, very nice to meet you. I thought we'd start with uh, you telling us a bit about yourself and, and kind of uh, your journey to becoming the CEO of the association. For sure. Well, we just moved here from uh, Saskatchewan, mm -hmm. Flatland. Um, a little different here. A little different here. Yeah, we like the trees. We're liking the trees in the hills. But um, before working at, with the association, I worked for the government of Saskatchewan uh, in housing mm -hmm. and um, creating programs and opportunities for people with disabilities or uh, low incomes or, or just marginalized populations in accessing housing. Um, and uh, always have had a passion and uh, for care. And quality of care mm -hmm. and uh, when I was approached about the opportunity at the association um, it was just a clear very easy decision to come up here mm -hmm. um, we love the community here um, we love the uh, investment in into the community and in giving back and um, what the association stands for it's an easy easy decision to be here so mm -hmm. yeah well, we'll talk a bit about kind of Of the Vine because that was kind of the big first big kind of 
fundraising, I so, so, suppose, event you've been here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like it went really good. I was talking to Brian from the Lido earlier this week, and he said it was a very it seemed like a very success, successful evening. For yeah, you. no, it was it, it uh, blew me away. It was humbled just to be there. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great night of food, wine, and and some generous giving by community members. You know, we have some an unreal amount of sponsors for that event. You know, we had DGS Astro Paving, we had uh, uh, Canadian Tire, Bold Promotions, AAA Safety, uh, Carter's Jewelry, uh, and of course the Lido in making the event what it is with the space that they have. It's 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 a beautiful beautiful space. Um, and all the other community partners there, like they, you know, we raised an over an estimated sixty thousand dollars. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it just blew me away. Um, to see, you know, it, it really showcases the um, dedication to unity in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're we're very grateful for all the sponsors. Do you have like that sixty grand earmarked for something specific that you're using for? Or is it kind of just general? Well, no, uh, we we we're going to be using those funds to uh, fill the gaps in services. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of services that are not funded by our government, mm-hmm. um, and there's areas that people fall through the cracks. And so the the dollars raised from these events are going to help us in meeting the needs of the individuals, meeting the needs of families, providing services that they would otherwise not have access to. So, no, it's great to see the communities on board with us to to fill those gaps. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the big things the association tries to do is there's only so far as you say the government will go mm-hmm. in helping kind mm-hmm. of your clients, but then you try to attempt to let's make it let, let's fill that gap yeah. as you say, right? 100%. What, what what are some of those things, uh, for example, if you don't mind me asking that, you find the government help stops here. We need to do this in order to make the situation better for people, right? Well, sometimes they're only given a certain amount of time to access services mm-hmm. and sometimes they need more than what they're allotted. So we are going to be utilizing it for that. Um, sometimes individuals need special equipment to be able to communicate mm-hmm. that they're not funded for. Like if someone's nonverbal, um, we can use that money to get them a tablet and some software so that they can communicate with us and they can tell us what they want and need. Um, another area that we're seeing uh, a great need in is, is respite services in our community for families. And so we're, spending some time and some money on investing and looking into that and how could we uh, fill that gap for our community. Uh, There's lots of gaps that we're we're looking at, but uh, it's going to be based, whatever we do, it's going to be based on what our uh, individuals need and our families need. Mm -hmm. Now, as I said, a National Disability Employment Awareness Month just wrapped up. I believe the city sort of did a declaration for it as well. Um, You know, these sort of awareness campaigns, like a national day, month, whatnot, how important do you think they are to, you know, help the association and the clients you serve in, in sort of raising awareness and beyond? Uh, I think they're huge. Um, we have a lot of work left to do uh, in order to help people gain access to employment and remove the stigmas around people with disabilities, mm-hmm. having uh, meaningful employment. And we have a lot of champions in this community, and we really need to showcase uh, those champions so that other people can see that, oh, that's not true. They, they, they are able to meet this need, or they are able to do this work, and they can provide a benefit that greater than what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the city alone, you know, we, uh, one of our individuals that we support has gotten her first uh, a union position, which is the first, I believe, in the province. Fantastic. And it's the Fort St. John City. 
wow. that provided that. So uh, I think we just really need to celebrate the inclusivity of our community. It's a strong, strong community. Mm-hmm. So coming kind of where you're from in Saskatchewan, that must have been one of the things you saw here. You're like, the, people are very willing to mm-hmm. to be open about hiring you know, people with disabilities and working with us and whatnot. However, it can always be better. We can always yep. make make situations better for everyone. So I wonder going forward then, you know, you've only been on the job a month, but you're starting to sort of see how things are here and just in general, you know, what do you see as your role in the association and what you, you can be doing planning for kind of as you move forward in, in, in helping clients and more people make things better for everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, it's, it's been a short period of time. We're still in the honeymoon phase, getting to know everybody, but, um, you know, I, I really believe in servant leadership. Um, I've been spending a lot of my time. I, I have a goal of meeting with every individual and every staff person that works at the association and take them out for coffee and hearing from them. What do we need? Uh, how can we meet that need? And uh, what can we do better? And mm-hmm. so I'm still doing that, still working through that. But, um, you know, my focus is going to be on quality of care and on meeting the needs of the individuals and their families. Um, that's really my focus, and I'm going to do that by being uh, as, as available as possible. All right. Well, uh, Jordan, I really appreciate you taking time for this. This this happened like this morning. We finally were able to make this uh, work, so I appreciate you coming down last minute, and I hope this is one of many conversations we have on this show going forward. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Doug. All right. That's Jordan Sogi, the CEO of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living. My thanks to our guest, Trent Ernst and Jordan Sogi, for joining us today. Make sure you stay up to date every morning with local news delivered straight to your inbox. You can sign up for the energeticcity.ca newsletter right now at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters. You can also keep up on local uh, municipal government politics with our Peace Politics newsletter, which publishes bi-weekly and then you can also sign up for our events newsletter which lets you know about all the cool things happening around fort st john that goes out once a week again you can sign up now at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters well that's our show for today jordan prentice and trey lopashinsky are the producers of moose talks i'm dub craig be well Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.